I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Okay, guys, welcome to another episode of the Eavesdrop Podcast. We've got a really great show for you guys today. Uh, my name is Francesca. Hi there, guys. This is Delamar all the way from Utah. And my name is Jelly. Of course, we've also got... Hey, I'm Drew. How you doing? <laughs> hello, hello, hello. Hey, all right. Drew. The inspiration for this episode is not just the month that we are ushering in, but we've had a lot of wanting help, wanting, um, just wanting it to be discussed. So that's exactly what we are doing today. And I think we've got the best guests to start this off for this uh, special month. One of them is a registered yoga and meditation teacher and is the co-founder of Soul Speak Yoga, which is a company that hosts numerous yoga retreats in very scenic destinations. Oh my goodness. All over the country and in New Zealand. He takes after his dad when it comes to his passion for coaching and leading groups of people through yoga and other mindfulness practices. He recently just got back from London where he expanded his skill set by venturing into the world of hairdressing by attending the prestigious Tony and Guy Academy of Hairdressing in hopes of one day helping lead the family hairdressing business. Tony and Guy Philippines, this morning we've got Mosh Reyes. But not only him... We've got not only else. him, not only him. Mosh is, of course, joined by his dad. We've got Coach Shot Reyes, the only five-time PBA Coach of the Year awardee, former CEO of TV5 Network, Spin.ph 2013 Sportsman of the Year, and one of People's People Asia's 2013 People of the Year. Former Gilas Filipinas head coach, certified Marshall Goldsmith executive and team coach, and IS Agile certified Agile management and scrum coach, a licensed on Maxwell team builder, and the man who made Puso our national battle cry. Please welcome Coach Chot Reyes. Yay! Yay! Hi, 
Mosh. Hi, Coach Chad. Good morning. Hi, hi, everyone. Thanks for having us here. Hi, can you hear us fine? Can you hear us well? Yes, yes. Okay. Yes, yes, we can. Yes. Can you hear us well? Yes, it's good to see everybody. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right, first, Paul, of course, I thank you for joining us today. I was actually, I thought Mosh was, I thought you were still in London. So it's good to see you guys together. <laughs> yeah, it was, yeah, I didn't expect to be back so soon, actually, because of this whole pandemic. But here I am now. <laughs> yeah, that was my question, Mosh, because I know you were supposed to be in London for a few more months. And then lo and behold, I see your videos doing yoga with the family. So you <laughs> came home earlier than you're supposed to because of the pandemic. Is that correct? That is correct, actually. Okay. It, was, it was so crazy because um, I, I thought I wasn't going to be able to, to get home because the flights were all getting canceled. So I was really quite lucky that I was able to find a flight and, uh, you know, get, my home, get myself home safely <laughs> with the family. Yeah. But, so the course is not yet done? It's not. Everything was, okay. was, uh, was shut hold. down in London. Everything was locked down as well. All right. Hi, Coach Shot. Hi, Jal. How are you? I'm good. Can I just share with everyone? There was this one time I was at the mall and Coach Shot was there looking at some sportswear. And I was with Rada and Juliana. And then when I saw Coach Shot, I just held on to uh, Rada's arm and I was like, it's Coach Chot. And then Rada was like, why don't you say hi? I'm like, I don't think he remembers me. I don't think he knows me. And then Rada was like, just go say hi and then introduce yourself. I'm like, I don't want to. I'm shy. So you know what Rada did? Rada tapped on his shoulder and he went, hi, Coach Chot. Si Jelly po. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I needed somebody to introduce me again <laughs> to Coach Chot. <laughs> All right. Yeah. So he... Uh, so, so today, you know, uh, Jelly had said it's Pride Month. Yes. And uh, we have got a father and son here with us today to talk about their journey of um, Mosh coming out to his dad. Mm-hmm. And it, this is your first time to really talk about this part of uh, your career, Chot, uh, Coach Chot. Yeah, well, I've been able to talk about it little snippets here and there, but never with with Mosh and never with any kind of depth or, or detail. Mm-hmm. Well, okay. we're diving in deep today. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we're going to dive in deep. So we want to thank you in advance. I mean, like here on the eavesdrop, um, we always say that we do create a safe space for, for all our guests and for ourselves to speak freely and to share our thoughts and our vulnerabilities. So obviously we're going to tackle how, well, because it's Pride Month and Pride Month is all about celebrating sexual diversity. Um, it's, it's, it's really nice to see a father and son uh, together and really willing to talk about yeah. this. <laughs> yeah, that's amazing. Right? So we just want to make it clear to everybody that we had not had a pre-interview. So everything you're going to hear today is all on the fly. And because we weren't able to run down the questions to uh, Coach Chot and Mosh, you know, if should we ever ask a question that you do not feel comfortable a- uh, answering, just let us know and we'll move on. Sure, sure, sure. But ask us anything. <laughs> oh, that's what we like to hear. Okay. <laughs> I kind of knew that Yay. about okay, Mosh. Wait. <laughs> okay, so let me start off. So I did a lot. I mean, you obviously, prior to this interview, I did um, research on Coach Shot and then his accolades. And of course, I've met Mosh before. I was able yeah. to work with him briefly too. Um, but I did not put the two in 
two together. I did not know that Mosh, I didn't know that Coach Trot was your dad. Really? Until, okay, I didn't know yeah, that. <laughs> until Jelly told me <laughs> that you're guessing. I said, oh, okay, makes sense. Um, so so I, I stumbled upon this article that came out like back in 2013, I think, and it was, it was written um, about Coach and your accolades and um, basically your career. And I think all the kids were interviewed. Mm-hmm. Um, plus your wife. And I got this feeling like, wow, this family is so close-knit. It's a tight-knit family. Maybe you guys, can you um, maybe describe first how the family setting is um, right now? The dynamic? Oh, and, and how you grew up? Yeah. Now, in the, during the pandemic? Oh, well, before and after, you know, like in general. <laughs> how would you describe your family uh, to people? Yeah. It's tough to describe, but I think if I, if I just uh, describe to you the situation now, we'll give you a good idea of what kind of a family we are. Uh, as you know, we're basically empty nesters. I have, we have four kids, me and my wife, and they all have their different lives. Mosh was out in London. My second son doesn't live with us anymore because he's married already and so on. And my, my other son is here, stays with us. Um, but during the pandemic, we got everybody in. <laughs> so we have a wild tribe of nine adults in the house. Oh, I can rowdy. imagine. <laughs> it's rowdy up in here. And Wait, is it, is it rowdier now that they're full-grown adults? Or was it rowdier when they were children? Now. It's rowdier now. Because they're with their partners. <laughs> so they have a plus one. We consume <laughs> one sleeve of Nespresso every day. Every <laughs> day. <laughs> one Surviving. Day. <laughs> so, so you'll see here in the morning when you wake up, you'll find me doing my breathing. I, I'm, I'm up at 5, 5.30 because that's what one of the things I teach is uh, having a very good habit and part of that is owning and, and winning the mornings. And then when I go down after doing my breathing and my journaling or whatever, at 7 o'clock, you will see the cult. We call them the cult. <laughs> That's Moses, Sister Rebecca, and uh, Sister-in-law, Ali, uh, Ali. So I got together the girls yeah. to form a yoga group. So, so they're doing, doing yoga, yoga, yoga at 7 o'clock. <laughs> and then, so that I'll do my workout, my abs or my HIIT behind them. Or my wife and I, we do a four or five kilometer walk every day. I call it a gratitude walk. We do some sprints and all that. And then... After lunch, the others, the men, the boys now will get up and at 3 o'clock, 4 o'clock, you'll see my oldest doing his kettlebell and <laughs> I doing it. And then the guys, they're going to go out and do sprinting all over the village like they're, yeah. like there's something wrong with them. I don't know what they're <laughs> doing for sprinting all over the village. Sometimes so so that's, that's, that's a typical day here. Uh, and that is just broken up by... Uh, lunch and dinner, and it's always uh, it's always uh, a fiesta. The lunch and dinner. It's not not uh, <laughs> not so much food, but you know, sometimes they'll order in, sometimes they'll cook, sometimes mm. they'll cook his veggie stuff. It, are meal times when everybody sits down and like get together, or are you all eating yeah. separately? Oh, but but we're, we're we're a type of family that we're not only together during meal times. We're together even during the day, whether we're <laughs> Yeah, it's a group activity pretty much. Or they're doing something. And then after dinner, we're what? We're playing 
taboo or scrabble or watching. Wow! If you go to our house, it's like a co-working space. Yeah, it's afternoon. actually a co-working space. Everybody yeah. is on. Okay, so that's nice. Yeah, right. What is the secret? <laughs> What's the secret of you guys not killing each other? <laughs> I'm not getting yeah. to each other's nerves. Hindi yung sinabi ni Coach. Kanina, nilabas na yung kape. That's how you get by, right? That's how he gets by. so bad now, everyone has to buy their own. So yeah. now, <laughs> everyone has his own stock. That's why mine is here in my office because... If I print it downstairs, wala na yan. Two days ago. Kanya-kanya, stack kami. Don't get us wrong. Every time there's a game night, nag-aaway-aaway na yung mga couples. Yeah, competitive. Kasi all of you are competitive. Mukha ka. As expected. As expected. The only single person in the household. And I'm like, I'm so lucky I'm not part of a relationship right now. It's too much. <laughs> so at least no kids, no? No kids pumuna. Just nine adults in the house. Nine adults, yeah. We have uh, one on the way. My daughter-in-law is on the way. So our first uh, grandchild. <gasps> first up. Oh, wow! <laughs> we were just in the in- to produce our first grandkids already. Yeah. Finally. <laughs> 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 let's so let's delve into the topic of Mosh and uh, you and how you came out to your dad. Yeah, and so let's start off with you first. When did you know that you were this, like not nor okay. not, not like the usual uh, you know preferences of other people? When did you first know about yourself? You know, it's funny. I get asked this question a lot, and the, the truth is, I never had a. Uh, a realization moment or I never had a revelation where I all of a sudden thought, oh shit, oh, I'm, I'm, I'm gay pala. I, I never had that. From the earliest memory, I, I've always known that there was something different about me. <laughs> and um, I just knew something was different. I couldn't pinpoint what it was. And then growing up in school in, in Ateneo, I mm-hmm. actually saw other classmates who behaved the same way as I did. So I thought it was okay. the normal thing. You know, I had other gay classmates and it was pretty cool that, you know, we just pretty much um, bonded together. So it's just like me pretty much asking you, when did you know you were straight? So it was pretty right. much. It yeah. was just there. Right. Yeah. But for some people, they did have a, uh, you know. A realization. Uh, but but not for me. <laughs> okay, so, so for I wanna, you. Okay, go ahead. Sorry, Dal. Go ahead. I just wanted to know if uh, Coach knew, because I know I know some people feel like even before the children come out, the parents already know. They just might not want to deal with it. But did you have any um, inclination, suspicion? Um, no, not at all. Because Mosh was our, yeah, were you the black sheep or whatever? He was always in trouble. I mean, <laughs> he was always grounded. He was always we were, he, you know, so. We thought he was going to be a barumbado, actually. <laughs> Everyone here is an athlete. I mean, you're, you're going to kawawa if you're not playing any sport here. So mm-hmm. he was very good at sports, just like his brother. So, uh, and he was also getting involved. He was uh, playing with them in their, uh, in their uh, e-sports, the computer games. PlayStation. Mm-hmm. The PlayStation, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> did I know that all of the characters that he was choosing were women? <laughs> 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 so, 
Tunli. Yeah, so uh, I had no inkling until the first inkling were was actually came from his teachers. Mm. Okay. Who, who were calling her because he kept <laughs> getting into trouble. He kept getting into trouble. I don't know his classmate, whatever he was doing. So we always got someone by the teacher. And then we got close to some teachers and some of them confided that maybe there was... You know. oh, oh, so that's how I was outed by my teacher. By your teacher? Oh my! Okay, so I don't know if you want to divulge, but how did the teachers tell you, Coach Shot? I mean, was it like... <laughs> and then pinipaint daw niya yung nails niya ng white yung ano yun white out the correction oh, fluid ah yeah. uh, uh, liquid paper liquid paper so so my it was pretty much my teachers who outed me <laughs> alright so after your teachers outed you did you have a conversation with the family to really confront and to talk about the situation I don't think we had a conversation it was um it, there were a lot of conversations about it, but I didn't think we had a one single conversation where we thought like, okay, right. what, what are we doing <laughs> about this? I feel like it was pretty much, we tried to sleep it under yeah. the rug yeah. <laughs> for a while, for a while. What do you mean and for a while? Why a while? I don't know. It was just hard to talk about during that time. Uh, my parents okay. were, you know. They so were, the, wait, the, Ateneo <laughs> High School, grade school. How old but were you? School, grade school. Grade school. Oh, so, coach, okay. just to go, uh, uh, coach, just to go back. How did you feel when the teacher brought that up? What was your like? I don't know. Initial reaction. reaction? Of course, I said, you know, the obvious, the natural first uh, reaction is denial. You know, he naman siguro maybe just you know going through a phase or what have you. Um, but. Uh, if, if anything, I was upset uh, at the teacher, I guess. <laughs> uh, just trying to recall it now. But yeah. I don't think there were any violent reactions. My, my bigger worry was about, uh, you know, uh, if there was anything really troubling him. Uh, okay. Because he was gay or anything to do with his identity. But just, you know, regular grade school kid yeah. stuff. And and every time my parents would confront me, are you gay, batalaga, or not? I would always say no, I'm not. So <laughs> <laughs> it was because like, I really didn't know what I was. I didn't have any labels. I just okay. Of course, grade school guy. I mean, obviously, everybody's figuring out themselves at that point. So anyway. I would say no, and champagne. Gusto nila paniwalaan yon. So it was kept in under the rug, kind of. Right. So so. What was that watershed moment where you there was no denying it? You would have to say and acknowledge it to each other. Was there? Was it a one-time thing? Had something happened? Um, if, when was that moment? I think it was um, in high school already when I started to become a little bit more comfortable with myself, and um, you know, gays are a little bit um, becoming more accepted in in society. I think the moment when it really is was just too obvious when was when was when I started you know bringing home a boy. <laughs> I had a boyfriend at a very early age, second year. Oh, you I, did. Yeah, and you know he was a decent guy, na man. So I wasn't afraid of bringing him home to 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 my family. And at first, I didn't know what my parents felt about it, but then eventually they come to. To accept him, so I think that was. Oh, wait, so it was kind of like began. 
like, here's my boyfriend. No, because at first we weren't boyfriends. We were just really good friends. And we would just hang out downstairs at our home. And that was it. And then all of a sudden, yun, nagtatanong na yung mga yung parents ko, boyfriend, boyfriend mo ba yan? <laughs> Anong sagot mo? Pag tinatanong ka? As in, sobrang labo ng sagot ko. <laughs> I want to I wanna ask, Coach, like, so at a grade school, the teacher tells you that your son is probably gay. And then you kind of swept it under the rug. How did you take it when he first brought home a guy? <laughs> you knew hindi to hindi barkada lang. Hang, oh, oh, hindi to barkada. What was your reaction? It was basically confirming it already. So, you know, I think even before he brought, even before that incident, I had already accepted it. Yeah. I mean, okay. it was a foregone conclusion already. And in fact, that's why he got the... Courage to, yeah. to bring a guy home was because exactly. he knew we were getting more comfortable with the idea, I guess. So, like you said, there was not really any one singular moment where, oh, ito na to, na to talagang gay na ako. <laughs> it was just kind of, you know, because it was very difficult. More with, with his mom than with me. Okay. Because, oh. you know, we, we, it's not because she was against gays or anybody because she also knows the uh, the uh, other side of yes of the that. hardship the challenges yeah. that come along we, with it we, we own salons so she's with gays all the time mm. so she knows, uh. she knows that, uh, that that lifestyle and that you know very well so she was just worried about that other side yeah. of it that Mosh gets in that kind of you know, situation but you know so for me, all the time, uh, every time, just I, I get to talk to him or in my my own prayer as well. Just, just you know, I, I I accepted it very early. For me, I just wanted him to be a decent and, and productive uh, human being. So, yeah. uh, and so the well, the only times with the time where we really get into trouble is when he does stupid or wrong things. <laughs> Irrespective of gender, yeah, gender, right. Right. Uh, right. So you know, yeah, yeah. Were you? Go, sorry, go on, Dell. Uh, so you would think because you you are the coach of a basketball team, and at a certain time in our in our nation's life, this was considered a very alpha male kind of industry, and you know, you I think most people would expect or would would probably uh, think that you can't be this enlightened or have you always been? Because yeah. it means and me, what we don't know is that people come from somewhere, some, some, somebody in their family before had already dealt with it. How come you right. have this openness about it? Right. My question exactly. Yeah. Um, aside from being a basketball coach, I, I'm a business executive corporate coach. Uh, you know, I'm certified, educated as, as one. So, uh, and my, my specialty is building teams. Uh, I mean, I'm uh, just to be very candid about it, perhaps in the entire country, uh, not because I'm the smartest or the, or the best, but I think my combination of experience uh, makes me the, the foremost team building authority. Mm-hmm. Because of the combination of basketball, coach, executive coaching, I have corporate background, I'm an entrepreneur, 
So I don't think anyone in the country has all that right. uh, combination. Yeah. So I have that that strong experience of an, an understanding of how to build teams. And uh, so when I work with leaders, the first thing I tell them, boss, if you want to build a team, job number one is you have to be vulnerable and you have to be authentic because the foundation of all great teams is trust. If there is no trust, if there's no, like you said earlier, the psychological safety, that's got to be the one thing that's present first before that team can be built. And the only way that can happen is is, as a leader, the boss has to be very vulnerable and authentic. And I teach that. That's what I I believe in. That's what I talk to people about. So I have to be the same. So I had to be very, I had to be very vulnerable as well. So when, when we were having pictures and I post them on social media and he's in his whatever, like this, <laughs> so somebody would actually comment. comment talaga doon, ay, may pangpapang anak si Coach Chot. And yeah. I, would, I don't answer too many comments on social, but when somebody answers that, I will answer, yes, and I'm proud of him. Mm-hmm. So, so, and it was just my way of showing my vulnerability. I mean, this is me. This is, I'm not perfect. You know, so, uh, because that's what I, I, I try to coach every leader that I work with. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, that there's the Superman theory of leadership, the heroic Superman theory of leadership. Doesn't work. Uh, and that's, right. what there are, that's why there are very, there, that's why there are a lot of dysfunctional teams. Right, right. Well, even, I think even, that, that kind of training helped me in, I had to walk the talk. Walk, yeah, walk, walk the talk. Yeah. So it means that your family is your team. Yes. Yeah, that's why to answer your question, why, uh, how can we do this and we're not fighting? Because, <laughs> I mean, for me, that the best example of what a team is, is our family. And make right. no mistake, we have a lot of fights and <laughs> conflicts and disagreements. I mean, you know, what was that? Just last two weeks ago, there was a walkout here. Wow. So <laughs> 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 quarantine, no? Here pag walkout, ha? They were not Walk out to the garden. <laughs> this guy beside me has, has taken us to really big... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm going to turn the spotlight back on Mosh because um, I can't get over the fact that, you know, even though you haven't really spoken about it and you haven't established what your identity was or your mode of expression to the family, you know, you haven't said it outright. You yeah. were confident enough to bring home a male friend that you already know is more than just a male friend. Mm-hmm. Right. I mean, you still felt like your home was safe yeah. and you are fully accepted in your home despite everything that you've told me yeah. about it. What was it about your home that made you feel like I'm accepted here. It is safe for me to bring this friend here and I can really show myself and express myself fully in this home because many of our listeners usually have a problem Mm. with that. You know, they can't come out to their family. Can you tell us what your home and your family is like to make, to give you that comfort? Okay. Well, first of all, my siblings and I are actually really very close. So I get to confide, confide in them with a lot of the stuff that I, that I go through. I don't feel so alone in the family. 
So when I feel like they're on my side, then it's okay <laughs> for for me to you know it's it's okay to introduce them to my to my parents mm. as well if we're all all on all on the same team. So there's so there's that that factor of being close with with my siblings and um. I've always known that my dad is very understanding. Okay. So it's 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 easy it's easy with my dad actually because you know my dad is not narrow minded. He's very very open minded a lot of, about a lot of stuff. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's just pretty much my mom who I have to <laughs> my way into. But it's only because you know she's she comes from a very loving place and I and I understand that now. So so, so would you say would yeah. you say that there is, because Coach was talking about trust between leaders and teams, team members. Yeah. And some, the, the love is expressed in trust. True. You were, yeah, I would say you trusted your father to handle your identity in a yeah. safe way, right? You, you were, were you ever afraid of disapproval? Were you ever afraid of disappointing him? Of course I was. <laughs> yeah, I was. Because, um, because my dad is this, this, was a celebrity figure mm. <laughs> back then uh, until now and then like you know it, I was always so afraid of disapproving my dad and maybe this is the reason why um, I tried to excel in, in other areas in my life so <laughs> so I could make my parents proud you know and uh, you know it has its it has its pros and cons you know a, a side of me felt like I wasn't um, good enough or being, being gay was, was wrong. So I had to, mm. to do something else in order for people to, to love me in, in a way, you know, it's, it's, it has its pros and cons, you know, the mm. good side is at least I was able to excel in other stuff. Mm. Mm. Right. But, but then there was that, um, this is back then there was this deep underlying sense of, you know, I'm, 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 I'm not enough because being gay is, <laughs> Is wrong, but you know, eventually I grew grew out of that already. Yeah. So the, the, you hit a, a very important point in in the narrative of of the gay community, yeah. which is, you know, straight people don't have to prove anything much, mm-hmm. right? The drive for gay people, especially of a certain generation, was to be good at something, to be totally good at something, so that parang you're buying. Ah, uh, uh, you're buying the approval. Buying this is my, this is what I can give society. So now you have to accept me. Which, in some ways, for, for in our history, you know, the hairdressers, the 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 um the designers, the whole you, they made their way there, yeah. which made them more prominent. And we had you know the even writers of society pages, the right? um for you. What were you specifically good at? And when did you understand that you didn't have to be mm-hmm. good, at, good at something for your father to love you? Was mm-hmm. it a one moment? Um, so in, in, uh, in everything that I got myself into, I tried to be, to be good at it. So mm-hmm. even in high school, I was already into photo. Even grade school, I was already into Photoshop. My dad got me Photoshop too when, in grade school. So... I was actually really good at graphic design and video design and I was already earning money at such a very young age. And, you know, I, when I graduated from college, my course was information design, which was pretty much like graphic design. Mm-hmm. So that was pretty much um, how I was earning money. 
And then after that, I got into yoga. <laughs> so I um, tried to excel in, in that. And, you know, so pretty much a lot of things that I tried to get myself into, I will try to excel at. Uh, sports, the varsity team, and, you know, join. So I'm a jack of all trades. I think that I try to be good at myself and skills that you know I try to excel in and right now it's hairdressing <laughs> right so so now you say you were saying earlier that was before when you were trying to be good at something to somehow mm-hmm. compensate for disappointing your father in a certain way when did you understand that you didn't have to that your dad would love you just the same probably it was uh, around five years ago it was very recent actually um, around five years ago, and it was the the time that I got into to yoga and and meditation that when I started to to realize that and you know it I'm just really so lucky because I grew up in an age where being gay is not accepted, and then all of a sudden seeing this sudden shift. Mm-hmm. I mean, all of a sudden we're celebrated yeah. all of a sudden all fifty states in the u s a is approving gay marriage. Right, All of right. a sudden, when Manny Pacquiao made those derogatory <laughs> statements about the gays, we love him. When he made those derogatory statements about gays, all of a sudden, everybody was defending us. Yeah. I felt like, oh my God, I never thought I would um, live to see this day happen. So it was, you know, seeing that shift, it was just so, I was, I was so lucky to be able to, to witness that shift. That really mm-hmm. helped me in embracing who I am. Because mm-hmm. I imagine if I was born in an age where being gay is normal and, uh, you know, it's super accepted, I wouldn't have celebrated it in the way that I am. Oh, right okay. Right. Yeah. So, in that sense. Yeah. <laughs> People take for granted yeah. what gays enjoy now, yeah. not knowing that you had to hide who you are intrinsically yeah. to society, right? Yeah. So because people don't get to to celebrate, you know, straight month or something. <laughs> yeah, we don't get that. Yeah, <laughs> okay, but wait, let's 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 talk about like your conflict resolution. Cause I mean, right now when we hear it in retrospect, you know, you guys, I'm sure you went through a lot of challenges. And as Coach said, you were very pasawai and always getting into trouble. And I'm sure it was not smooth sailing all of the time. Nope. So when you hit those major bumps in the road, those major fights, um, it could be about your sexuality or, or, or anything else. I mean, how do you guys deal with that? How do you find a resolution to the fights? The, the, the nice thing about, my, about me and my parents is that we're actually very good communicators. I'm very mm. vocal. Can, I can be too vocal. My parents are also very vocal <laughs> to, <laughs> to, to vocal. and the, the thing is um, sometimes we choose not to communicate as well so that's when the problems begin to happen <laughs> so how do right. I that? just um, um, I think the starting point has to be empathy uh, for when you asked me earlier when you know how it was easy for me to accept it I just if I try to put myself in his shoes, I was thinking how hard it must be to be gay when you're battling all these emotions inside of you and then uh, the stigma before of coming out and all that. So 
I think that's a starting point is empathy. And I think the more empathic you are as an individual, the better you will be in communicating, I think. Um, uh, and again, uh, the one thing that we pride ourselves in in this um, household is our ability to communicate. And sometimes we over-communicate. Sometimes we don't have to say those things. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You saw that, Mosh. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think sometimes it's better you err on that side than, than, than not communicating yeah. because I've been, you know, I've been through working with a lot of companies. I run TV5, a big network, a big organization, small organization, entrepreneur and all that. And really, the only the number one problem in all organizations really is communication. Yes. Ayaw lang mag-usap ng mga tao. Mm. Or hindi mm. sila marunong mag-usap. And well, everything you boil down to that. And, and to add to that, we were just actually talking about our different love languages in the family. Uh-uh. It was when I realized that my fully understood where they were coming from. My mom would never say out loud now, I love you, anak. Those words. This was a lunch conversation. Can you imagine in our lunch table? <laughs> That's how deep your conversation is. It's a barabara type discussion. So I just understood that, you know, my, my parents' love language was was different from mine. What, so, what's your dad's what love language? It? Yeah, what is it? My dad's love language is uh, words of affirmation. Actually, madami siyang love language. Words of affirmation. Right. Specialty kasi na trabaho ko yan. Yeah. Same kami ng dad. When I'm asked about my love language, I also always say everything. <laughs> but you have to have one. I have one. I yeah. Have What's the main one? I'm What's the main one? And words of affirmation. Yeah. How about you, coach? Ano ba? Yeah. What's so your main? And yeah. loves to give gifts and service. Lahat ga talaga, all five. Because that's also a question that I had. Like for me, to understand my children, I have three young children. And oh, oh what is the dominant? Because now I know. I thought before it was one, but then now that I'm a mother, I understood my love language. Coach, what do you think is yours? The, the most dominant one? Uh... I think it's words, yeah. Words, yeah. It's yeah. talk. Diba, it's five T's, diba? Talk, mm-hmm. time, pressure, talent, and uh, what's the other one? So it's five T's. Eh? So yeah, I think five, it's yeah. talk, yeah. Yeah, words of affirmation. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's the cool. predominant one. Predominant but one. Hopefully a pretty close second is time. Mm-hmm. I think time. Yeah. Right. Okay. Um, Coach Chot, you mentioned earlier that you had it you found it a little bit easier to accept whatever Mosh was going through. Your wife, Miss Cherry, was actually the one who had a more difficult time just because she was surrounded by gays. She knew their journey. She was worried for Mosh. Did you ever have a conversation with her about his identity? A lot of times. Okay. <laughs> a lot of conversations, a lot of difficult, deep conversations. But, and, uh, you know, I think... Both of us realized that we we had to be okay with it because we were going to be a big part in his happiness unless we were really okay, really, really, truly okay. Okay, right. Yeah. In words, I think my mom was just really afraid about how the world will will treat me as a person. 
So that was right. her biggest fear. And then when, um, as time went by, when, you know, when society became more accepting and loving and very supportive of, of the LGBT, I think that's when the time that she really relaxed. Okay. <laughs> she realized that you'll be okay. You're, you'll, you'll be safe. And she saw that I was happy. So I okay. think that's the most important thing for my parents, you know. But she still yeah, but- doesn't want you putting in too much makeup and dress up. Except <laughs> <laughs> <Stop> already. <laughs> Um, Mosh, you also mentioned earlier that in your journey, you yourself didn't know what you were. Like when people would ask you, you would still deny it. And you saw the pros pros and cons. How did you get to the point where you accepted that, okay, this is who I am. This is how I wish to express myself. Yeah, um, there's just so many different labels these days. That's and you know yeah. the whole world is you know trying to tell me what I should be and what my labels are. So it was the moment when I just stopped really you know caring <laughs> about you know the, the expectations from me was when I is the time when I started to to, to grow into myself mm. um, completely because. You know, when the transgender movement was was trending, I thought, okay, maybe I'm trans. Okay. But uh, turns out, no. <laughs> so, so what do you? So to be to be very specific, what do you identify as? I still identify as gay, as a gay man, because I'm comfortable with uh, the the sex that I was born with. So mm, yes, right. Like cisgender, it's the opposite yeah. of transgender. So cisgender is when you're, um, the, the sex that you were assigned with at birth is the, what you identify with. So right. I'm comfortable right. with my masculine side. I'm also comfortable with my, mm-hmm. I love my feminine side. And um, so that's my sexual um, preference. Right. Okay. But my gender, gender very fluidly. So they call, they call it gender okay. fluid. Uh-huh. I'd like to most of the time I like to express myself as a woman, but there's sometimes as well like you know I'm very comfortable with my masculinity, and that's when I teach my yoga classes or run my yoga retreats or step into a leadership mm-hmm. role. That's when the, that part of me emerges, and I love that fluidity because I really don't like to limit myself with all all the labels. Mm-hmm. Right, <laughs> no. you're not pigeonholed at all. And yeah. we wonder why they're so confused. See, <laughs> 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 actually, I think you know in in Tagalog, the word bakla means confused. Oh, really? Yes, oh. in Tagalog, na babakla. Yeah, you're confused. But but this does a disservice to people like Mosh who identify. You know, you were born in the right gender, mm-hmm. right, but you uh-huh. just are attracted to other men. Yeah. So there's no confusion there. Maybe there's, there's confusion confu- uh, in in what you want. You yeah. know, there's no confusion, yeah. which is. I, but I, we get caught up with words yeah. these so days. Only other people who are confused. <laughs> That's right. That's right. True. We have to be exactly. so careful. You know, other people have have had their experiences of how to deal with gay people, and then the gay person says, "No, call me she." Yeah. So mm. straights have a hard time. Like, okay, yeah. I don't want to be crucified. I don't want to be this. offending anybody. Uh-oh. Yeah. So it, it's like we're tiptoeing on eggshells. I want to ask, Coach. You know, nothing. I think when you speak about communication, and you were saying earlier that people just need to communicate, right? 
And the people, the, the reason why people don't communicate is because they don't want to be vulnerable or they don't know how to communicate. Nothing, nothing is more vulnerable than a father and son and a son coming out as gay to his dad. Mm-hmm. I mean, as men, there's something very, very vulnerable that we women would never know, right? Um, coach, how do you deal with the vulnerability and what is your vulnerability as, a, as opposed to your son's vulnerability at that moment? You think, because you did communicate very well, as we can see, but there's a vulnerable, vulnerability side of both of you. So I want to ask, Coach, what do you think is yours and your son's? Well, first of all, how I deal with it is uh, I don't look at, at vulnerability as a weakness. Mm-hmm. And I think that was, that's our old stereotypical, if you're vulnerable, you're weak. You know? So uh, I don't look at it as a weakness. So for me, it's not like, uh, it was something that I had to deal with or there were issues I had to work around with. Uh, it was just something that I had to accept was uh, the, the reality. It is, it, is as it, it is as it is. So uh, that was something that I had to accept. So uh, uh, my vulnerability at that time was just my thinking that people are going to use him or his um. whatever is against me to cast aspersion on us to say mm-hmm. we're that and so that's why very early on I already took the bull by the horns and I told everyone my wife uh, my son is 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 gay so unahan na there's no we're not perfect we have our we all have our imperfections we have all our, have our shortcomings and uh and even when I when I work with companies and I give talks, I tell them the same thing. You know, I you celebrate me for all my achievements, but hey, uh, don't forget I've been fired a couple of times. Yes, a lot of games. I've been I've won on the biggest stage, but lost also on the biggest stage. I've been yeah. celebrated on social media and hated and bashed <laughs> all at the same time. Much vitriol that I wouldn't wish on my worst enemy. <laughs> but I'm here. I'm standing. So you know, mm-hmm. uh, I think that's that's said. That's a that's a summary of of, of our family or maybe our relationship because we've gone through so much, uh, and I'm sure we will still go through a lot. But uh, as long as we are vulnerable enough to accept and to understand that we are not perfect, that that this is the the reality. Then we will find a way. We we don't always know the way, but yeah, we right. give ourselves that space to to find a way and not go out and do harsh things. Because you know, man, a problem That's very deeply is emotional yeah. intelligence. The problem yeah. is if you respond right away to so emotional intelligence is increasing that space in between to allow you to make a better decision. Mm. Rational okay. decision. Yes. You know yes. you make the right decision, but at least you give yourself a chance to make Correct. a better decision or the right decision. So, Did you identify where Mosh was vulnerable? Did you see that he was scared? Or yeah, what well, did I said you earlier, I, I was empathizing with where he was coming from. I said, right. you know, how hard is, is it for him to battle... The, to, to battle that rage that the things that are raging inside of him and as well think about what people are going to right. say and the external circumstance and things that people are going to say about him para isipin pa niya yung pamilya niya so, yeah. so, 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 right. 
Huwag na tayo dumaglag doon. Galing. Coach, I want to... But okay, so emotional intelligence and having that thought that vulnerability is not a weakness had to come from somewhere. So who instilled that in you, Coach Chot? Was it your dad? Was that how he raised you or your mom? Where did you get it? Because um, you are very, your thinking is very way evolved. True. You, yes. Very you know, and that doesn't, you're, you're very woke, Coach Chot. <laughs> So, uh, San Galing, I mean, were you raised that way uh, with this thinking? I think my dad, if you're going to think about where it came from, from its earliest ages, I guess my dad was the same thing. He was a very, very good people person. He, has his, he had a lot of imperfections and a lot of problems. We had a lot of difficulties growing up. We came from, you know, very humble beginnings. Uh, I had to work my way through college. I was a working student at the second year, so we, we didn't have the trappings in life. But mm-hmm. the one thing I always remember with my dad was, even when he was an executive, he was a GM or whatever, I remember going to his office, uh, and he would not be in his office. He would be in the back. There was a little basketball court. He was drinking with the pahinante, the guys who were... <laughs> Yeah. Uh, water pool and, and that was that, that left an indelible impression even me uh, when I was running TV5 and you can ask all of the employees in TV5 you know we, we signed our, our collective bargaining agreement in one week after three meetings previously wow. meeting, there were always strikes yeah. uh-huh. we signed it in one in one week because the union members, the union officers, I'm there in Novaliches, in freaking Novaliches. I know where that is. So go there, I'll be drinking Emperador Light. Alam mo ba kung gaano kasakit sigura Emperador Light? I'll be drinking Emperador Light. So, you know, that was that was something perhaps I picked up from my father and, and I just nurtured it along the way. That in the end, it doesn't matter. I've, I've been to the world championships. I, I have meetings with, with the chairman, with MVP. But hey, I'm also, I'm always here with you guys. Mm. So right. and that's why we brought in Mosh. Brought Mosh, taught yoga after, what, Mondays? Nice. Wednesdays, Mondays and Tuesdays, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> first, because we wanted, that was my way of telling the employees that we're all, there's, there's no difference. So, so... I think that's where it came from. I think my father has that gene that I, I don't know, maybe I, mm. I inherited the person. And then it, I just nourished it over my Years. education. Mm-hmm. And then the last thing is just experience. And, and the biggest teacher really was, was defeat. All of the rejections, all the failures, mm-hmm. all the, mm-hmm. the downfall, and people around you who are mm-hmm. the people that are that are still there so that's I, I guess that combination the amalgamation of all that for my father my education my training and then my experiences nice. uh, made woke me made me woke <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> very woke <laughs> Bosh. jelly sorry did you have a what question? is your 
Yeah. What is your advice for figuring out their identity and how they wish to express celebrated? What can you tell them to help them realize who they are? My, my only advice is just follow your curiosity. Those little things that get you you curious because when you make it such a big task of okay who, who am I supposed to be what is my passion what is my goal it's like it's too daunting of a task mm-hmm. to do. so to take it one step uh, a little notch lower just follow what makes you curious you know those little things you know might eventually lead you to to your calling and to, to your truest self I know that's what I did for, for myself you know, I followed the things that I was curious about, the books. I, I love reading books. Where did you get that from? <laughs> <laughs> Where did you get that from? Oh, like, oh, don't, forget credit. don't forget to credit voices, Mosh. Well, there you go. <laughs> yeah, I just followed the, the, the little things that got me curious. Okay, you know. Okay, you know. Statement, you know. I have a I have a question for Coach. Um, so Dwayne Wade has recently uh, come out in the news, right? What did you think when that when that story? Okay, so for people who don't know, Dwayne Wade has a um, what is it? Born, born he no. Yeah, and they're transgender, a uh, born male, but trans, uh, transgender female. What did you think when that came out? And they're handling Gabrielle Union and Dwayne Wade handling that issue very publicly. Yeah, well, um, honestly, I didn't think much about it because for me it was so you know it was ordinary stuff. It wasn't it wasn't the <laughs> no big deal? <laughs> no big deal. People no big deal. Before Dwayne Wade was Magic Johnson. Magic Johnson. Yes. Also. Yeah, Has yeah, a, that's right. Son slash daughter. Sons. So, you know, uh, uh, right. I don't, you see, we're all the same. So. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. It's straight people who produce gay gay sons. <laughs> I heard that. I saw that in a meme. Uh, uh, Marsh, sorry, I need to ask. This is I saw the um, uh, I follow all these yoga accounts, and one of the things that they they would post every once in a while was a reminder, like, "Yeah, you think I'm calm now, and I'm good at yoga and meditating. What you don't know is, do you know how crazy we were that led us to this? <laughs> was that this? Was that like for you? Was it the same? Like all Amen. Amen. <laughs> Wait, what? Amen. Yeah, that's true. I mean, for you to, you know, you have to be pushed to your edge. <laughs> that's right. To, to transform your life <laughs> in that way. It be, people who ask to quiet their minds have the loudest voices in them, right? That's true. That's true. And so it's, it just pretty much came to a point where I had no choice already but to, <laughs> to, to, to silence everything within me. To that right. really, you know, get in, into yoga and, and and meditation and the wonders that it's that it's done for me, you know, it just I, and I hope it doesn't happen for everyone where it has to come to a point where you have no choice anymore and the universe right. is kicking you in the in the ass already before uh-uh. you do this. Yeah, that's what, what happened to me. Coach, yeah. did you do you meditate, Coach? Yeah, you do. Um, Part of what I teach executives is mindfulness and um, emotional intelligence at the heart of emotional intelligence is mindfulness. So uh, the mind, I I always tell people, the mind is the king of our senses and the king of 
the mind is the breath. So yeah. I do a lot of breathing, breath breathing. work. So not like him where <laughs> die hard, but, but you know, I have yeah. my, my own. Uh, yeah. Coach, was this something, Naman, that you learned from Mosh or have you always been into breathing and meditation and mindfulness? Uh, no, I learned it in my practice when I, because uh, uh, I, um, I pride myself in being um, a lifelong learner, uh, having a growth mindset. And aside from all the certifications I have, not written there is I have a, uh, I, I've mastered a course on resilience, mastering resilience, mm. emotional intelligence, emotional brilliance, all of these little things so I can teach you it. Because we all know, we all know the value of emotional intelligence. Hi, little girl. We all know the value of emotional intelligence, great resilience. We all know that, right? And even when I work with organizations and leaders, I tell them, you're all just leaders because you've all been through that experience. But the question is, can you coach it? You see, it's one thing that you know it, you're here, you have it, but can you coach it? That's what we need from our leaders today. We don't need our leaders today to just teach the technical skills. That's just the heart of a leader model, leader workshop. We need leaders today who can teach, who can coach their people and their organizations to be emotionally intelligent, agile, resilient. So these are the things, and I've, I've gone through all of those things. So in the course of doing all that work, inevitably, all breathing, you know, to, to be to have to be emotionally intelligent, to practice self-regulation, uh, you have to be a mindful leader. So mindfulness is a big part of it. So, <laughs> yeah. And then uh, very early in my coaching career, I got uh, to be very close with Tex Winter, who's the assistant of Phil Jackson. Mm, and, wow! Uh, Isn't he the triangle guy? Nah. So yeah. Yes. So in nineteen ninety-eight or something, I was. Fortunate enough, uh, is a great example of finding the purpose in the pain. The time when I got fired from my job, finally was the time I was able to go to the U.S. during NBA season and watch Whoa. actual NBA practices. Because I could never do it before because PBA season coincided with NBA season. So I could never, yeah. even if I had invitations, I couldn't. Yeah. But because I got fired from my job, <laughs> I had that <laughs> So I went to LA with Tex Winter, the first year Phil Jackson coached the Lakers, and that's how wow. I first met Kobe and Shaq and all those guys. Wow! I was a very big Phil Jackson follower mm-hmm. and fan, and the number one thing with Phil Jackson before every practice is breathing, breathing. mindfulness, mindful breathing yeah. every single practice. Mm-hmm. So you see our team, the national team, Gilas, and all the teams that I coach. Before every practice in the dugout, we're doing our breathing exercises. I'm leading them to our breathing. We have our eyes closed. They're all breathing, and so we have that. that that's that's actually something that we do. It's it's not something I just talk about. I'm we really practice it. You can do ask it. Yeah. So I I have two questions at this point. Uh, first, we have to ask. Yeah, we have to ask this question. <laughs> uh, what did you think about Last Dance? And second, would you be open to coaching dads who have gay sons or gay daughters? Would that be something yeah. that you would want to be able to talk to? Because as you said earlier, we know, we know we need to communicate, but sometimes we don't know uh-huh. how. 
we don't know how to. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So first, last dance, Muna. Coach, what, what did you... Oh, uh, last dance. <laughs> uh, of course, uh, we had... Uh, I knew that there was that documentary that's been stewing for a while. It's in the background that Michael Jordan just didn't want to get it out there. But, but finally, when they first announced it, and remember, with TV5, we were ESPN5, right? We were yeah. Okay. So I knew that this was already in the works. In the works. So when it finally came out, uh, I thought it, it measured up. It measured up to the, to the hype. Hype. We got enough of those glimpses. But there are still a lot more behind the scenes, believe me, that oh. because they're pretty controversial. <laughs> but, but it showed a real good picture. It showed the picture of the greatest of Jordan. It also showed us that he's not perfect. Mm. So we must mm. appreciate him even more. Mm. But he's not God. He's a great basketball player. But yeah, yeah, his teammates were pissed. But you know that, that scene where he said, yeah, because I want to win. Mm. If yeah. you don't that, then don't be here. Yeah. Right. Right. So, if you don't want to play that way, don't play that way. Yeah. You all have choices, right? Yeah. And I always tell the people, the employees or managers who are discontent in their jobs, I tell them, you always have a choice. You always have a choice. Nobody forces you to be here. Mm-hmm. And when they look at it, if we're going to eat, we're going to eat our food. We need to work to make our family. So my reply is, eh, yun naman pala eh. And you think it's more. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> Yeah, you're making a choice. <laughs> exactly. Some other choice. Eh, continuities mo na rin lang. Tindalingan mo na. Totoo. Agree. Nagawa mo na rin lang. You will never lose. Regardless of the result, you will never lose. Yes, that's so It will come back to you in a positive way. So, uh, what a long answer to your question. <laughs> no, but my, se- my, my second question. The second. The second. Because you offer these, you know, talks, inspirational talks, motivational talks. And, and somehow I think we might not know it, but maybe parents would like to hear from somebody like you and your journey. Yeah, you know? I, I get invited to give uh, several, to give uh, parenting talks as well. But if working with... Uh, person, an executive one-on-one with a gay son. I'm an executive business coach and I do a lot of one-on-one coaching, mentoring. But I'm not really a life coach. But having said that, I will also say that almost 100% of my executive coaching engagements, even if it's about business and work, will eventually go to life coaching. Mm -hmm. Because Uh, we bring our whole selves to our work, right? Yeah. Right. Okay, right, hey, right. I'm hiring you. I'm hiring you, Jelly, but just bring your professional self to work. Don't bring your personal self, okay? I'm just hiring uh-huh. professional <laughs> self. So, so eventually, uh, uh, the, my executive coaching work uh, becomes, uh, you know, translates uh, or overlaps with life coaching as well. So I don't know if I will do uh, an engagement just on coach me, help me deal with having a gay son. I don't know. I, I'm not saying no. I don't know. I, I haven't had that experience yet. But I do work with a lot of executives, uh, even at the top, at the C-level, on uh, one-on-one. That, that's, that's really what I do. One-on-one coaching. Aside from my work with groups and organizations, I do a lot of one-on-one coaching. 
Okay. <laughs> so yes, I mean I don't know, but yeah, per- perhaps yes. To answer. Doors are always open. Oh, <laughs> now yes. now that they've heard it here on the eavesdrop. Uh, uh, okay. <laughs> bragging rights come this is the first ever that you both are sharing this experience of yours, this personal experience yeah. to an audience. Yeah. Yeah, and we we super appreciate it. Um, it's just in time for pride month it's just in time for father's day mm-hmm. also i know mosh is going to celebrate his birthday at the end of the month right so it's your birthday yeah. month as well <gasps> the cancerians so, unite yeah. no, you're, no gemini nisha aren't no, you gemini no oh, you're cancer well i can yeah i can syrian okay mm-hmm. yep. so cancer uh, cancerian uh, uh, okay. uh, I just want to make it clear our, our situation, our life, our family, and our really, it's not easy or rosy or any. You know, I mean, I don't want to give that impression. It's, it's very, very difficult. It's, it's very challenging. We've gone through right. a lot of hardships, uh, but. But it made us who we are <laughs> right now. Yeah. <laughs> but I think I think, Coach, that's what that's what differentiates a lot of successful people from non-successful people, is that understanding that life is not a fairy tale, and it doesn't come with a manual. Sometimes you really have to wing it. Actually, most of the time you have to wing it. You don't know what kind of daughter or son you're going to get, but somehow you keep pivoting. To accommodate it. And I think the, the, the mere fact that you're telling us that it's not easy. You're already one leg up here. Because mm-hmm. a lot of people seem to say to think that parenting is easy. And it's so not. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Which, okay. If, I mean, you guys have been talking about this for about an hour. And if I can ask, like, one last question just to, I guess, wrap everything up. Um, you guys have grown with each other, see, witnessed each other growing. Even Mosh, I mean, your dad, I'm sure, has evolved from what you knew him back then to what he is now and vice versa. So what if there is any big lesson that you have learned from each other, from your trials, your tribulations, your fights, and all of that? Mm-hmm. Uh, Mosh, what did you learn from your, from your dad? What's the takeaway lesson? And Coach Chot, what is your takeaway lesson from what Mosh has taught you? <laughs> That's a good question, actually. Um, growing up, um, I, I would say my parents were actually really good role models for me. There are two things that I learned, which are probably my favorite things, which is I've seen my dad walk, I've seen my dad win a lot of basketball games. And I've also seen my dad lose a lot of basketball games. So my dad taught me a lesson for me to learn because, uh, I feel like right now in my life, I feel like losing is not too, it's not that bad. Okay. <laughs> it's not a death right. sentence. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Especially when, you, when you're taught and shown how to, to handle it. To recover from it. To recover. And the second thing is, um, my dad is so malambing to my mom even up until this day. And I love oh. seeing that, you know. Wow. Seeing that in our home that, you know. But even after all this time, landi landi pa rin ang parents ko. coach. Oh my God! I can't ever imagine a moment that I would be able to sit next to my parents and say, "An landi nyo." So it's it's. I think it's really beautiful for me to to see that to have such good um, role models of love in in. That's right. 
in my own family and I get to share that love to, to other people as well. <laughs> so there you go. How about you, Coach? What have you learned from Mosh? What has he taught you? I'll just tell you a story. Uh, <laughs> one of the times, we are hired to be fired. in the Philippines, right? When the team wins, ang galing ng players. When the team loses, ang tangan ng coach. So, uh, I think that was the first time. Uh, I mean, maybe the second. But 1997, I think. So, as in anything, because we're a team, uh, I huddled the family. We got our used regular family huddle. And I told them, you know, I've been fired. And the mom told them also. Uh, that is, we're jobless now. We were just starting. We didn't have Tony and Guy yet. We were just starting off our little business. We lived in a, we had very little savings, no savings, very young family. Uh, we were in a townhouse that we were just renting. And so we told the kids, to all of them there, uh, you know, muna tayo. let's tighten our belts. Mm. Sorry if we can you know, indulge you with your, you know, what you want to do, the regular and so yeah, they all understood that. And Moses, who was Mosh, who was Mosh, who was giving us all these problems at that time, was getting, we were always getting called by someone by his school. He was, was getting right, getting into trouble. Mosh spoke up and he said, uh, Dad, uh, I still have a couple of thousand left from my birthday and Christmas that I saved up. <laughs> Take it. <laughs> Aww. Oh, <laughs> that's amazing. How old were you, Mosh, at the time? Maybe Yeah, I was 10, 11, I think. <laughs> did, you understand, did you understand the gravity? I'm going to give I'm you my sure money back. I'm not sure if I understood completely the gravity, but that was one of the first few times that our, my dad, my parents spoke with us heart to heart. So that's uh-huh. kind of new. Okay. We yeah. have to support each other <laughs> over here. So, yeah, I like, yeah. Did you realize, Mosh, that that left such an impact for your dad? No. <laughs> <laughs> so, so in the end, it, it, uh, it's hard. And I, I hope you give me the I, uh, advocate. Uh, I think today, more than ever, we're seeing that uh, we are in the midst of this pandemic, but we are also in a leadership leadership uh, pandemic. I mean, our country, perhaps, we see so much lack of leadership around us. And so, again, I want to advocate that what we need leaders with heart. And the heart of a leader, for me, uh, heart is an acronym for health, emotional intelligence, agility, resilience, and teammanship. So, we, uh, the leader future all these workout smart you know your exercise and physical gives you better sharper mental acuity emotional intelligence all of that so the foundation of all great leadership is being good health you need exercise sleep uh, eat properly meditate is nurtured by emotional intelligence it is fueled by uh, agility it is uh, uh, sustained by resilience mm. because we know we are going to fail. We are going to meet the disappointments in our life. Mm. So it is sustained by resilience. And finally, all of this is scaled 
by our ability to build great teams or to be a great teammate. So that's the final team. So um, as a leader, evaluate yourself on those um, categories. How healthy am I? What is the level of my emotional intelligence? Am I agile? Can I shift and pivot quickly? Am I resilient? Mm. And am I a good member? Am I a good teammate? Or if you're a leader, can I build? Do I understand how to build good teams? And if you own your own business, assess your businesses on those those dimensions as well. Mm. What is the health of your business? is, have you built an emotionally intelligent team? Mm. Are you agile enough? Are you resilient? Have you built resilience into your business practices? Mm. And the only way to be a great business is to be a great team. So that is my heart of a leader uh, model. Yeah. <laughs> wow. And the very lucky to have that. Goals. Goals. <laughs> Perfect way to end the show. Thank you so much. Thank you so much, Coach Shot. Mosh, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you so much for having us. Thank you. Thank you. Thank thank you so much for for the candor and for not setting any kind of limit. Um, Mm -hmm. Thank you for your time and for giving the eavesdrop uh, the first interview of the both of you. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. Bye. Bye, Mosh. Bye, Coach. Bye. 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 Thank you. Oh, what a great show. Oh my God, I have so many notes. Right? Oh, thank you. We need to imbibe all of that was said. And maybe you'll want to watch, I mean, listen to this podcast again. You know, I wanted, I was looking for a letter that I wanted to read. Because we have a, a listener mm-hmm. who is uh, who, who talked about how she had come out to her mom. Mm. And it was a battle between being who she is, mom, meaning to say conditional young love, you know? Yeah. And she was, um, she really had a hard time. And she said that listening to our show was one of the things that helped her accept who she is. Mm. And then she started doing... You know, Jelly was talking about sending love to people. Mm. And she said that she tried to do it to her mom Mm. without saying anything. And then all of a sudden, inexplicably, the exchange through text started to be better. And I just don't, I I don't want to say her name in case, you know, I I don't have permission. But just in case uh, you're the one who who emailed me, I mean, who DM'd me. I hope this uh, podcast helps you a lot, mm. you know, uh, in, to see where you could be, that there are choices in how you react to the situation. You know, just as an aftermath to, the, to that great interview with Fran's question, what I really see with, with Coach and his son, Mosh, is that they don't shield themselves from reality. Yeah. Yeah. Whether that's the reality of who they are, they're losing, they're winning, they're 
accepting their vulnerability. It is with eyes that are open to see what the situation needs. Mm -hmm. And it bleeds into other parts of their lives. Like Coach Chot would think all of this and have that for a job. But of course, it comes from how he also treats his family as his team. Yeah. That huddle, I I think when he huddles his family to say, hey, I just lost my job. Mm -hmm. We can't indulge your luho, you know, for a Mm -hmm. while. He did not shield his kids from the reality, which is, Mm -hmm. which equips them. He made sure that his kids understood the reality of their lives. He was gifted with knowing that Mosh was this kind of kid. (laughs) Give up his money just to, you know, help help the family. So there's nothing to lose when you're real. You may win, but even when you lose, you still win. Because you're you, and ultimately, yeah. What a gr- what a great gr- jelly! Kudos to you <laughs> for getting these few jelly for getting them. I was really praying when I I was thinking, okay, we're ushering in June. It's Pride Month. Who else can we talk to? I'm like, oh, hold on. Would they accept? So I I messaged Mosh about it. You know, I was asking Mosh earlier what happened to him how did he come to accept because for most of the people that i know it starts with the person even before the family accepts the person Mm -hmm. has to accept he has to know who he is what he Mm -hmm. is and love himself for it and then don't shield yourself from the reality it really starts from him and then once he has done all the work within himself done the acceptance um you know, it's like, okay, this is who I am. I want to be authentic. I am allowing myself to be vulnerable, whatever this will take. You know, I accept it. What they'll notice, even without talking to the family, the family shifts because he shifted. And I think that's what happened with Mosh. Like when he, uh, when he accepted, when he's realized, hey, you know, I'm curious, this is what I want to do. Slowly, his environment was changing as well. Yun yung maganda dun eh. And buti na lang din that his entire family has always really been, of course, they had problems every now and then, but they've always been loving. Um, may mga parts nga na hindi na ako magko-comment kasi masyado ako maraming alam. Kasi syempre na kwento na sa akin ni Mosh. <laughs> From all those times that we would work together. But if there's one thing I do know about the Reyes family, it's that... They are really one loving family. Like Mosh has been based, and prior to him being based in London, he was based in Puerto Princesa for a really long time. And his family would always find time to fly to Puerto Princesa to be with him. So when we had a series of, yeah, when we had a series of events in Coron, the dad said to Mosh, you know, don't fly back anymore during that little break that we had. They flew in. They did the same thing when he got based in London for several months. They all flew in there just to see how his life is, what his living quarters are like. They've always been like that. So yes, there are problems. But the foundation, that love, the strong family values has always been there for them. I think he's very fortunate um, that his family was like that because, you know, uh, coming into Pride Month, and I know that there are a lot of children who don't have parents who are as understanding as Coach yep. Shot was, and, yeah. and uh, Cherry, the wife, right? Yeah. So I hope if you are listening and you are struggling with your identity, because you know what? It's so hard because 
people, we, I struggle with who I am. Like, True. and, and I'm, you know, I'm I'm not now, but I mean, like, <laughs> yeah, you will always still figure it out. And then you put on top of that, you have to try to figure out what your sexuality is. So, um, we hope that, you know, little bits of, of, of knowledge here and there will help you. And, you know, you can always message us and ask mm-hmm. us questions, uh, if you have any, or just open up to us. It's okay. You know, if you, especially if you feel like you don't have anybody to talk to. I'm talking about everybody out there. Actually <laughs> <laughs> confused or not. <laughs> but, you know, this is, this, this harkens back to what we had talked about with sex education, right? Mm, that yeah. we have all arrived at the idea that when you're talking about sex with your child, it doesn't happen at that moment. Yeah. You're just yeah. ready and your child is ready. This has to do with setting the stage Mm-hmm. Even at the beginning of their lives, which Laying is the what foundation, like Mosh and his dad, Coach Chot, that's exactly what that was. That the, the stage was set. It didn't have to be homosexuality. It could be something else. Yeah, mm. but that you had, you have to set that stage. You have to make sure that your children feel safe to tell you anything. So yeah. it doesn't happen yeah. overnight. And, you know, it's not just one moment where I go, where someone goes, okay, I've done all the work. Now I can come out. Uh-huh. Sometimes it doesn't work that way. Sometimes we get to the point where, oh, yeah, we're here. Yeah. Where yeah. I can talk to my father about this. It didn't come like that. Yeah. Okay. Okay, son, I love you. It wasn't like that. There were many steps. And that's what real life is. And that's what I think reality is. for. So for a lot of people who are might be parents listening to us or children, Take what you will, but this is this is a great example of what it could be. That we mm-hmm. don't have to be perfect. That we can be wrong. Yeah. That we can grow from losing. So if it, the conversation with your child doesn't work today, try again tomorrow. Mm-hmm. You know, try something else, and yeah. maybe in that trying, you'll find the answer, which is yeah. also what hopefully our conversations here on the eavesdrop has given a lot of you guys like we're just figuring things out as well and we have great guests to help us figure that out yay yay okay so we hope you enjoyed he we also got to squeeze in the last dance question <laughs> we were hoping we could ask that <laughs> yeah and we did we did yeah to like delve deeper but you know maybe we can get him again just for I last guess, dance oh <laughs> last dance I guess. with coach shot reyes <laughs> with three people who don't know anything about basketball <laughs> so <laughs> magiging ano lang yun conversation between jude and jude. coach shot uh, tayo tatlo yun ang lalabas Wala pa yung tanong ko dun eh, mga... <laughs> Coach, are, are we gonna see you in the sidelines again? <laughs> <laughs> oh, nga, no? oh my gosh. So, Jelly, in other words, sunijun ng part two. Oh, <laughs> sige, came, came yan. <laughs> All right, well, there you go. That's the eavesdrop, another podcast for you guys. Uh, don't hesitate to re-listen because just like us, we're going to listen to this again because there are things we might have missed. But for now, that's the eavesdrop. My name is Zell. My name is Francesca. Jelly here. And this is Jude Rocha. Thanks for listening (laughs) to the eavesdrop. See ya!